welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch from 6 to 9 every weekday morning at hitthatline.com, where we also have great content, interviews, podcasts, videos, articles, whatever you would possibly need dealing with the Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Why, oh why, the game against Alabama this weekend for Arkansas is the type of game that they have been hoping for, wishing for, getting hyped for, like no other game that they will this year. Also, some updates of Darren McFadden being named to a great award list. And why hasn't Arkansas beaten Bama since 2006? Such a long time. We'll get into that and a lot more. But first, let's start with the game itself and why it's a hyped game, why it's a game that Razorback fans should be hyped for, but particularly why should the players be hyped for it? It's no secret that Alabama is far and away the best team in college football. They may even make a run for their money in some NFL teams. They are that good. There's not a weakness offensively that they have, and if they did have one, it's the rushing attack, which is just insane to think about. But the quarterback position is elite. Wide receivers, elite. Offensive line, elite. Defensive line, elite. Linebackers, elite. Just elite across the board, except for kickers, weird enough to say, and running backs. Just insanity. But there's no question that Arkansas, on the other side of it, is not a very good team. They don't really match up well at all. In fact, there's not a single position, not a single individual, not a single player that Arkansas may have on their team and they're on their starting 22 that may be better than Alabama. Not a single one. Maybe kicker. <laughs> Maybe. But that would be about it. Truly a David versus Goliath storyline. And a fun fact for you, all you folks, all you betting people out there, Arkansas, all right, Arkansas, on their home stadium, in their home game, has Alabama favored by over 35 points. That is the largest, widest, greatest, biggest spread that Alabama has ever had going on the road against a Power 5 opponent. Since Nick Saban. That's the greatest one they've ever had. Scary, isn't it? Disappointing and sad. But I say all this not to make you feel like you shouldn't even show up to the games. You shouldn't even watch it. You shouldn't even care about it. The reason I bring this up is because I feel like in certain situations, especially when it's truly a David versus Goliath, that you can go in there as a player or as a fan with no pressure. You have zero pressure on you. No one's expecting you to win. No one's expecting you to even be close. No one's expecting you to play well. No one. But what about Alabama? Everyone's expecting them to blow you out. Everyone's expecting them to make you look like children. Everyone's expecting them to just continue on their dominance of greatness against the Arkansas Razorbacks this weekend. So the pressure is all on Alabama. Now, how much does that mean? Not too much, because we're talking about Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't know what it's like to not have pressure. He puts pressure on himself daily. That's what makes him one of the best coaches of all time. But that's why I feel like there's a chance, there's an opportunity for Arkansas to play pretty well in this game. Not well enough to win. Not even well enough to keep it within a single digits. But well enough to where they don't get embarrassed to where they look pretty good, to where they fight till the bitter end. 
and at least give you something to be interested in. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like either. If anything happens, it's probably going to be because Arkansas defense is able to keep Alabama's defense in check, at least in some capacity. That would be the only hope. Because Arkansas's offense has shown no indication that they can go up against a team like Alabama and score points, lead drives, anywhere close to that. They haven't proven it. And until they prove it, I'm not going to say one way or another whether or not that's actually going to happen. But I do feel like that if going into this game, when the pressure's all on the other team, it really loosens you up a little bit. It doesn't make the adversity hit you as toughly. It doesn't make you overthink things. It makes you just go out and play your game. Play your game. Do what you've been coached to do. Play the way you're supposed to play. Don't worry about the scoreboard. Don't worry about an embarrassment. Don't worry about anything. Just go out and do what you got to do. Sounds simple. Should be simple. May not be so simple. But I like Arkansas's chances to go out and do that. Not to go out and dominate, not to go out and win, but to go out and have no pressure, to have fun with it. Because you're welcoming in the number one team in the country into your home stadium. You're welcoming in the Alabama Crimson Tide, the defending national champs. Five-time national champs in the past nine years. Where this team that they have has been said to be the best team Nick Saban has ever fielded. Where they've gone up against decent teams this year and has blown them out. The closest game they've had was a mere 27-point victory over Texas A&M. The closest game that they have. Can it be a trap game? Can it be an 11 a.m. kickoff that just doesn't set well with the Alabama players, but Arkansas gets hyped enough for it? Can it be a game that you can have some positives in this momentum that you've had where the past two weeks there is no doubt that you have played better, that you've become a better team? There is no doubt about that. But can you take advantage of it? Can you utilize it? You have to. The energy is there. The strength is there. The fun is there. And if you're a player, you got to go out and you got to do what you got to do. You got to make it happen in the best way possible. I like what Chad Morris is being able to do because he has energy. And energy has to stay consistent. This team has to be able to stay consistent in what they're trying to do and how they're trying to improve. So if you're Arkansas, don't worry about pressure. Don't worry about not screwing up. Don't worry about going out there and playing your perfect game. If you play your perfect game, it'll come in time. Everything else will work out just perfectly. But you got to be able to just go in there and play your game. Alabama's not going to take it easy on you either. They're not going to come in and just say that, no, 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 don't worry about it. We're go- we-, we feel bad for you. We're not going to have you do anything that's you know, going to make you guys hurt or be in pain or upset you or anything. No, we're going to go in and we're going to beat your brains out. They're going to come in with that mentality, but can you kept them- keep- catch them sleeping? Can you catch them in a state to where they have a lull midway point in the season, to where they're just going through the motions because, hey, you're Arkansas. You're one and four. Who are you? Why should we even be concerned about you? Can they have that mentality? Can they take advantage of that mentality if it's there? That's going to be the most important thing. I like Arkansas's chances to do that. Keep me interested for at least three quarters, Arkansas. Can you do that? Keep me interested for three quarters. If you do that, you have my ultimate respect. 
There's no doubt about it. And I think you'll have a lot of fans' respect, too, as far as that goes as well. Hey, we all love a night out. And whether it's seeing our favorite band or in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team, with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets and all the live events that you want to go to. And you can stop by and sort it by price look for seats in the section and row of your choice it's really easy and to make things even better vivid seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive twenty dollars off of orders two hundred dollars and more so you want to go and see a concert at the amp there in rogers go to vivid seats and get this great deal go to the app store or google play and download the vivid seats app use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more and as a new customer at vivid seats every purchase is backed by 100 percent buyer guarantee and from the biggest concerts into games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off of orders, $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next segment of the Locked On Rager X podcast. This is a great honor for a great player, the greatest player, the GOAT of Arkansas football. It was announced on Tuesday that former Arkansas Razorback Darren McFadden has been named as Arkansas's member of the AT&T SEC Legends class. Now, now, Darren McFadden's one of the most decorated players in Arkansas history. The two-time runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. He was also the 2007 Player of the Year by the Walter Camp Foundation and Sporting News. Two-time first-team All-American. He won the Doak Walker back-to-back years. He was named twice the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. He also ranked second in SEC career rushing list and averaged 120 yards per game in his three-year career, third best in league history. He rushed for 100 yards or more in 22 games and one of only three players in SEC history to run for 1,000 yards in each of his freshman, sophomore, and junior seasons. He was also remember that game where he rushed for 320 yards 321 yards excuse me versus south carolina 2007 remains tied for the sec record in rushing yards in a game the fourth pick overall of the 2008 nfl draft of the oakland raiders he played in 10 years for the nfl for the raiders and the dallas cowboys now that is a long list of accomplishments of some of the greatest accomplishments during one of the greatest eras and one of the most fun eras in all of Razorback football history. Now this is a weekend of champions where he'll be honored on November 30th to December 1st in Atlanta, Georgia. It's part of the SEC Legends Dinner presented by AT&T. It's in Atlanta and it will be recognized prior to the SEC championship game there in Atlanta. Now, I said all that to say, well, what it, first off, what a great accomplishment it is for Darren McFadden. How awesome it is to see a Razorback like him be honored. But it truly does make you think back to what he really was and how good he really was. Now, and, and I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I t- almost took it for granted just how amazing Darren McFadden was at Arkansas. Because you were coming off of a few players that were just, it almost seemed like it was running the mill as a kid. Because I, I was a senior in high school in 06, and then I became a freshman in college in 07 when he was really getting it going with McFadden. But I grew up in an era of Razorback football where there were big-time playmakers pretty frequently. Because you had McFadden, of course, but before McFadden, you had Matt Jones. And even before Matt Jones, you had some some playmakers at the quarterbackers. You had Clint Sterner, who was really good. You had guys like Trista Kuma and Cedric Cobbs that were really good. I mean, you had truly game breakers. And it just seemed my playmakers were just part of the par for the course. And when Matt Jones left, it was like, man, well, this is this is gonna be rough. 
who are they going to get? Who are they going to have? I mean, what's what's what are they going to do here? Now, they never really got a quarterback to replace Matt Jones, but you know what they did instead? They got Darren McFadden, who Darren McFadden was just, you could tell, when he walked on the field in his freshman year and you saw the way he ran the ball, you're like, holy crap. This isn't just a regular run-of-the-mill running back that's probably going to be pretty decent in the SEC. No, 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 no. This guy is built like a truck. He has upper body strength like nobody's ever seen before, and he runs a 4-2-5-40, and he will run you over. No one on the on the field is better than him. No matter who he went up against, no matter what team he went up against, he, when he stepped on the field, he was the best player on the field every single time. And not many Razorbacks have been able to say that in their history. In fact, since that point, I can't remember a time where there's ever been a player like that. Where literally, no matter who you played, you stepped on the field, you were the best player of all time. So, it's just sad to look back on it and just to be like, man, it sucks how good he could have been if he just had the right situation. How much it's been and how long it's been since anything good's happened for you. To have a big-time playmaker like that. It's just sad. And you hope at some point in time you'll find another person, another player like Darren McFadden. Few and far between. I get it. But it wasn't just the fact that McFadden was a great player. McFadden was a great Razorback. Darren McFadden loved Arkansas. He committed to Arkansas very early. There was no place he wanted to go. He didn't take any other official visits anywhere else in college football. And I remember I was talking with people and telling me the story about Phil Fulmer at Tennessee called Darren McFadden all the time personally, just trying to get, just trying to talk to him, trying to get him on a visit. Just get him over there. Just to just to get you over in our in our campus and on our campus and just show you around. And every time he picked up the phone and it was Philip Fulmer, he said, No thanks, coach. I'm going to Arkansas. You love that of a Razorback fan. Like where it doesn't even a question. There's very few players like that. Corliss Williamson was like that. Bobby Portis was like that. You you just get sometimes those players that it doesn't matter who calls or what they're no, no, no. You're going to Arkansas. So first and foremost, he was already in people's good graces with that. Then, then he has the career that he did. And afterwards, when he became so successful and was the Heisman Trophy runner-up, back-to-back seasons, was a high draft pick and had all that money and whatnot, sometimes players get too big for themselves. They feel like they are bigger than the program, bigger they don't need anybody else or whatever. Not McFadden. Even though Darren played for Oakland and Dallas and two programs and two franchises that have some history, still did not like the fact he went to Oakland. Things were different. You know, things may have changed, but it's neither here nor there. But he never forgot Arkansas. And he continued to love Arkansas. He continued to always call back to Arkansas and show up to games at Arkansas and tweet about Arkansas and wear Arkansas gear in the locker room, even when he's playing with the Cowboys. He didn't wear Cowboys gears all the time. He wore Arkansas gear a lot, too. And now he's back in Arkansas. Now he's retired from football, and he's being honored. And he comes. To, he still is going to go to games. He's still going to root on the Hogs. And I think that is the most awesome thing about Darren McFadden. It's not just how great he was as a player, but how great he was as a Razorback and as an Arkansan. You hope that there are more players out there that are like McFadden. You hope that there are people, that there are guys that are growing up that – don't want to do anything but play for Arkansas. Represent their state. Put that Razorback on their helmet and that Arkansas on their jersey. 
the Razorbacks on their jersey, and they just wear it with pride. You hope that that's the case all the time. It's just a few and far between. But McFadden will be remembered for a lot. And, and it's, again, it's just like you feel like you take him for granted when he's finally gone. But man, oh man, was he fun to watch. And it could not happen to a better individual and a better Razorback than Darren McFadden. So cool to see him honored. And I can't wait to uh, see him come to more Razorback games. And, man, they could sure use some of his magic, couldn't they? Man, imagine if they had him on the team. My goodness, everything would just be different. He'd just be such a better team. Haven't played quarterback, too. He could throw passes if he needed to. He's just a specimen, and he was so much fun to watch. We're going to take a commercial break when we come back. We're going to start discussing of the reasons why Arkansas has not beaten Alabama since 2006. I find it very fascinating. You probably find it eh, pretty sad. But we'll get to that here in just a second. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're moving on to the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, it's been since 2006 that Arkansas has beaten Alabama. 2006, 12 years. And I think back, and I think you even mentioned on the podcast yesterday a little bit too, of just how it's weird for someone like me at least to know that I was a senior in high school when Arkansas last beat Alabama. To know that Houston Nutt was still the head coach the last time you beat Bama. To know that Brett Bielma entered in his first year at Wisconsin the last time you beat Bama. Bobby Petrino was in his first stint at Louisville still the last time you beat Bama. Chad Morris was the high school coach of Stevensville in Texas the last time you beat Bama. It's just incredible. John McDonald was still the track coach the last time you beat Bama. Stan Heath was your basketball coach the last time you beat Bama. Dave Van Horn only had one College World Series appearance the last time you beat Bama. Why? Why has it been that long? What's been the problem? Well, Nick Saban, duh. I think that's everyone's problem. But even other teams got lucky. Teams like Ole Miss, Texas A&M, they got lucky. LSU, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, they got lucky. Why haven't you? Why haven't you been able to beat the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide? Well, it's been close many times. And I think it's just been a bad matchup for one. But it's literally something I don't have an answer to. But here's something that you can hold your hat on, folks. 2006, you beat Bama. Four years later, in 2010... You played one of your best games against Bama and nearly had him beat where you lost 24-20 to in Fayetteville with Ryan Mallett. Four years later, in 2014, you lost 14-13 to at home against Bama because you missed an extra point and as well as fumbled the ball into the end zone where you could have a sure touchdown. And four years later, after that, it's 2018. 
Coincidence? Probably. Some type of trend? Nah. But something to think about. There's your hope. There's your silver lining. Every four years, Arkansas performs their best games against Bama. Will this one be another one? Time will tell. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast, if I can even say it right, on iTunes or on uh, Google Play. Also, we're on Spotify. So if those of you who want to listen through that way, we have it that set up too. We're on Stitcher. I mean, we're on everywhere. So just be sure to check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. I appreciate everybody listening in. It's awesome. We're having a lot of fun, and we're going to keep it going tomorrow. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 